0: Poker's legendary champions, next generation stars, and tireless ambassadors of the game, sharing their wisdom and guiding your journey to high achievement on the green felt. This is Tactical Tuesday on Chasing Poker Greatness with your host, Brad Wilson.
1: Welcome, my friend, to another episode of the Chasing Poker Greatness Podcast. As always, these are your hosts, Coach Brad Wilson and John. John, what's up, man? How you doing? Doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing quite well. Doing quite well. Interested to see these hands where you check raise on the flop and turn the dreaded pair. Wouldn't life be... Much easier if you just never turn a pair after yeah, checking. I wish racing. that was just not an option.
2: It would make my life much easier.
1: <laughs> yeah. So these hands, at, the first one's played at 500 Zoom. What's the second one played at? I haven't seen that second one. Second one's a, a 1K NL hand. All right. So this one, you got 15 seconds on the great site of Ignition. And by the way, if you're listening to this podcast right now and don't have an Ignition account, you can head to freenuffle.com. Click through my ignition link and get access to Nuffle for free. You can see the little that little guy in the bottom left corner on YouTube. Such a such a cute little dude. Um, all right, so 15 seconds or less. Zoom. Let's see how this first hand goes down. You got it nine and a five. The button opens to 2.5 big blinds. Looks like you're like 150 big blinds effective. Yeah.
2: We're a little deeper than usual, but nothing. I don't know. Nothing where I'm gonna make some make drastic changes to anything or ranges or sizes um at well, 150
1: big yet. I mean you depth tends to happen quite quickly mm-hmm. in the zoom pool, I think. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So you defend with nine five suited. There's twenty-seven dollars in the pot. Uh your opponent has seven fifty-five. You've got them covered. Uh, The flop is queen of hearts, eight of diamonds, six of clubs. So you have a gut shot with your nine five and a backdoor flush draw. You decide to check and the villain bets looks to be about one third. So So everything about the villain so far looks pretty reggy. The two
2: and a half X button open He's 150 big blinds, which is you know, means at least something, I think. And then he picks, uh, I think this is like kind of the final nail in the coffin in terms of labeling this guy as a reg is the one-third sizing on the flop, It's just the size that
1: fish rarely ever use. So tell me about what's going through your mind here, the action you decided to took, to took, um, to take, <laughs> talking. I decided talking to check-raise. <laughs> I decided to check-raise this hand. I don't
2: think it's an especially exciting or like creative check-raise. It's just going to be like a gutter and a backdoor flush draw is going to be in there if i i don't know if like you can make like some argument about like oh maybe there's like this is just like not even one of the best ones that i have given that there's like lots of other gutters and there's you know open enders with flush draws and stuff like that that have more equity than nine five of diamonds um sometimes those arguments go like are are like the conclusions of those arguments i think are like unintuitive or like oh when you have like the open ender with When you have as much equity as you do with an open-ender and a backdoor flush draw, like maybe you can think about check-hauling more frequently than you do with check-raising because you just don't need to get your opponent to fold as frequently. You get there more often. Good things can happen. Um, But anyways, all that aside, I do decide to check-raise the gutter and the backdoor diamonds.
1: Yeah, here on Tactical Tuesday, we treat all gut shots and backdoor flush draws equally. Um, So 9-5 of diamonds. You go for it, Mister Man. Um, your sizing here—you go to forty dollars, five x.
2: Could go bigger, maybe because of depth. If that's like that, maybe this is like a spot where I could have started, um, kind of taking taking into account the fact that we're one hundred fifty big blinds deep. But
1: I did not. Okay. Well, here we are. Villain decides to call. So now there's one hundred seven dollars in the pot. Oh, Dylan no. has 7.15 <laughs> in their stack, and the turn is a 5 of clubs, so not only do you turn a pair, but it is the worst of the two pairs that you could turn. Thoughts here on the turn when you, you make bottom pair? Um. So, I sort of, in these spots now, I
2: uh, have just started checking a lot <laughs> with um my turn pairs. I think that I don't think it would be crazy to find a check call with this hand. I don't think it's great, but like there are like bluffs that are available and like, I don't know some of the things that we've talked about with regards to like turning pairs when you're um, you know, when you're check raise bluffing or bluffing the flop has, has generally ended with um, just like check turn, check the side turn. That being said, that goes against what our conclusion was on a older tactical Tuesday. I don't know if you remember, but I had a hand where I, turned a pair after check raising the flop and checked and I think you said oh i I remember you saying that like you would just probably just barrel through with your pair and not split your range on the turn um
1: I remember nothing john um i I don't but, remember uh, i <laughs> you're not
2: I'm, I assume you're not going to say that again this time. <laughs>
1: um I know like somebody asked me about a tactical Tuesday hand in in a message on, in greatness village um and it wasn't the latest tactical Tuesday because I looked and I was like, yo, I don't know. I have no idea the hand you're talking about. Like, <laughs> Can you give me the episode number? And it was like the one directly before the, the latest. One. <laughs> oh <So>. my god! <laughs> <laughs> you know, there, there's a lot going on in my brain. Um, these, these things, they, they kind of fall out over time, but so the nine five, um, you know, you do block uh, the seven nine, which I think is quite nice. Um, here, it, it, if you did want to bet and turn it into a bluff, but you know, whatever. Again, uh, I think checking is fine. Um, maybe bombing is fine, too. But you decide to check, and the villain bets a third. Um, I, I guess also, like,
2: just, just to go back one step, like, checking really strong hands that are check on the flop, like my two parrots and sets on this five of clubs turn probably is not that Uh, it's not it's not that crazy either, given that like the button could have, definitely has six combos of nine seven and maybe even uh, all the offsuit combos as well. Given uh, depending on how wide you mean the four, open. there are four suits. Uh, excuse, okay. me, excuse me, yeah, four combos of nine seven suited. <laughs> I, was thinking, I was thinking pocket pair combos for some reason. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, we haven't yeah, introduced yeah, yeah. the two extra suits yet, but that'll be coming in a future poker variation. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the four they most likely have you know all of them. All sixteen, yeah. uh, I, I would think. So, all right, uh, that that is a good argument for checking like your two pair on the turn, um, and I think it makes a lot of sense. So here you check, and now you got fifteen seconds in ignition zone. So, what are we going to do once we face this small bet? Because a small bet actually feels a little weird to me from the villain. You would like. Uh, <laughs> So I know that, like, stabbing versus uh, check on the turn after you get check raised, like, stabbing a third is, like, a very regular thing to face. In this situation, it feels less appropriate than other situations just because, you know, you would want to polarize, I would imagine, right? Right. Like, what hands are you, are they betting this size with
2: like i just i would assume like a queen most like one pair queens and like eight x two are going to check back and if you have like nine seven or a set or a bluff like jack 10 or jack nine you're probably want to go bigger with those types of hands so yeah i
1: agree with you that i'm not exactly sure what this size is accomplishing or saying i think what it says is that this is this villain strategy to bet a third facing a turn check after getting check raised on the flop yeah, And I don't think it goes really beyond that, that like whatever map they're following, that map is telling them to do this for one reason or another. Um, because you're right, like there's not a lot of hands that, not a lot of hands I, I can think of that really want to do this, uh, maybe other than seven nine, like maybe seven nine can do this at some frequency to induce check raises, if that's like a thing they're going for. Um, but even then, like, uh, yeah, I think it should be, probably quite rare and um <clears throat> so with that said um well if this guy did have seven nine and wanted to induce these checkeries <laughs> he gets it he gets it um you're sizing here tell me about your sizing here because i'm i'm not a fan on first yeah. glance
2: so i think like what my what my in-game thought process was was that like this size is oh time ability- out time
1: out so we checked the turn, villain bet a third for the podcast listener. And now, so that was $32 and John check raises to 117. And now the villain has three to one in position to call.
2: Uh, Yeah, so I, I guess what I was saying was that in game, like, I just thought that this one third size was like strange, but definitely not like polar and like indicative of like really strong hands. So like, I thought that this size is, was going to include a lot of Queen X and maybe even some like 8X that is going for like some sort of weird blocky protection bed and planning on like checking back the river quite frequently. I suppose all their Queen X is is likely to do that as well. Um, I felt that versus like this size, my hand is my five is probably not going to be good enough to call. Um, And I thought that versus double check raise and then like probably bomb river for a really, really big size, would fold out their weaker queen x and certainly their eight x that I expected would. I, I thought that that that's those are the types of hands that would be um, uh, that this size would comprise of.
1: Yeah, and you know, if you think about like nine ten, which is a double gut shot, uh, jack ten, which is a gut shot, um, those type of hands, uh, backdoor flush draws with a gut shot, like are likely to bet big on the turn to polarize. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. the, the small sizing, you know, is more mergy, um, with maybe some like eights and queens and yeah, Pocket stuff jacks, like that. 10s, maybe. yeah, yeah. So, you know, you check raise your sizing here. Did you go into why you chose this sizing? Because no, I'm
2: I'm gonna like just make an admission here and like. I had 15 seconds. I kind of <laughs> panicked when I saw the small size and was just like, no, my five is not good anymore. <laughs> I was like, I need to do something. Probably click like the closest button yeah. to my
1: mouse. <laughs> <laughs> so don't, no, not the small bet. I, I want to face the big bet here, guys, uh, <laughs> so that I can bluff catch better. Yeah, so you check raise and you're sizing here, you know, in a perfect world, now that you can think about it, what what would you prefer to size to? Mm.
2: Like, something closer to, like,
1: probably something closer to 240-ish. <laughs> That's quite different than 117. <laughs> if I How
2: move about- my mouse over three more pixels, I might not have had time to click the button. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you went 117, wanted to go 240. Well, Thought okay. <laughs> Quite a difference. Um, Villain calls. Unsurprisingly, villain calls. Um, And the river is a queen of clubs. So it completes the backdoor flush draw and pairs the queen. um, And you decide to stick it all in. There's 342 in the pot. Villain has 600 behind. And you you pile. So now you're making up for the small turn check raise with the XL river. I
2: also don't know if I would have gone this big had the river not been a queen but again I think I just another moment of panic when <laughs> the pink queen paired on the board and I was like wow I need to go huge now to get folds from anything <laughs> uh, so yeah so I did end up piling like a little bit less than 2x pot, given that yeah
1: see see there, there you have it tactical Tuesday audience um just panic and do weird things and that's the path to success <laughs>
2: On the two streets where the pot is the largest, just have no idea what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, Well, again, to be fair, 15 seconds is not a lot of time to process all the information. And so you're just kind of like trusting your reflexes here. Um, And yeah, I don't know exactly how to feel about the JM on the river. Like, I mean, flushes, I guess we're targeting, like, I don't even know what we're targeting uh trips and flushes. I just I just knew that
2: I had to if I was gonna get a reasonable hand to fold probably just have to put every every last dollar in there.
1: All right. Well you did. You did. I, I don't know if this is like the, the highest level tactical Tuesday we've done before no, but it's
2: not. I was just actually this guy tanked down like to the last few seconds before calling and I was just like I, I don't know what I'm I think this guy's probably just gonna call and I'm gonna you know I'm gonna be able to post a punt to, yeah, yeah. to the Slack channel or something. But,
1: uh, well, you put in five bets post flop, so it's a lot of bets. You did get the fold here. When I uh, see the hand that he tanked with, it, <laughs> I mean, know how to feel? Yeah. It so it, they made a massive laydown. I mean, it's quite unbelievable the fold equity that you generated here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you folded Ace Six off suit, which is. Third pair, and they tanked to one second before folding. But you got it done. It may not have been pretty, but you got it done. I'm done. Thank God they didn't have Ace Eight. I guess.
2: <laughs> also, thank God that they had a better hand than mine because it feels you know, we would not be doing a tackle on Tuesday on this hand if we had like four or five or something five seven. Yeah, yeah
1: they've got pocket fours, like. Uh. <laughs> Uh good hand. Good hand. Um so hand number two. Um let's lead the the listener into hand number two. I haven't yet loaded it up or seen it myself, but you check raise a flop and you turn a pair you said at one knl
2: Yep. And I think this time it happens in a three bed pot too. So
1: all right. Stick around different situation. yes yeah, stick yeah. stick around for John freaking out and putting random amounts of money in the pot, hoping for the best.
0: survived preflop bootcamp, you've shot the fish in a barrel, now prepare yourself for the feeding frenzy, a comprehensive strategy for gutting every fish in your player pool, data-driven hero bluffs, light call-downs, and perfect value bets that are maximally designed to hurt some feelings. Feeding Frenzy. Available now at ChasingPokerGreatness.com slash Feeding Frenzy.
1: All right. Welcome back to today's Tactical Tuesday. Since, John, this is your, your deal here. You can start breaking down this second hand. Sure. So this hand is... Uh, 1k in all hand, playing six max. I'm going to cut
2: off with ace jack of hearts, open to $25. The button, who um, is a pretty aggressive rag uh, over like a pretty small sample of hands. I remember he'd been like three betting. I used like three betting like close to 25% and like V pipping like below 30s. So, getting in there.
1: yeah, mm-hmm. uh,
2: that villain on the button, three bets to $80. I call with ace jack of hearts. I think everything preflop with sizing and um, my range is pretty standard get the 447, 2 heart flop so I flop nut flush draw on two over cards uh, going to be checking range here and the button C bets, uh one third pot again everything is pretty normal so far everything is nothing unexpected it's hap- has happened and I decide to check raise my nut flush draw um, I think we could have a discussion on sizing here and what I'm obviously never folding my hand on the flop. So even if I get jammed on, it's it's not a big deal, but like this sets up sort of a weird SPR on the turn. Um, how would you think about your check raise sizing in this spot?
1: I am, or would you even check raise? That's the first question that I would like to answer for myself is whether or not I'm even check raising here versus such a wide, um, Three betting range and what's most likely like a range c bet. Um I would be quite tempted to just start thinking about calling down uh, yeah. because, I mean, ace jack high is a good hand, yeah. <laughs> first especially first versus, versus like ball. a yeah, especially versus like an aggro reg cutoff mm-hmm. versus button. Yeah, so. so I I don't actually think I check raise here, but. And also I think there's like this other problem of like we don't have a ton of like available check raises. Right? Like I mean we have a ace four suited if for the top end value. Some sevens full if we decide to check raise sevens full. Or, and if we decide to check raise ace four. Like I don't know what hands do we have that want to check raise here besides Ace Jack of Hearts? Yeah, besides Flush draws.
0: Mm-hmm. that's a good question I don't know <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> well you don't know it's just our 4x just our 4x of which we don't have a ton um, we have two of them yeah we got two 4x's so we got, we got some 4x's here um, and I think because we have that deficit too like we do have better flush draws to check raise with I guess maybe the jack high flush draw, but I don't know. I think that like a lot of your range wants to call. Most of your range wants to call, I think. Um, so I don't think I check raise. Uh, so right. moving on to, if I did check raise, what sizing would I choose? It's a really hard thing for me to answer because. So or just to go back one step again, like, so the
2: hands that you would check raise are probably going to be like worse flush draws, like non nut flush draws. So
1: like, if exactly. I have a check raising range, it's yeah. possible okay. that I just don't check raise anything yeah yeah
2: i actually like that better now that we've talked about how i just don't have any value that is excited about
1: check raising here actually the hand that i check raise if i'm going to would be like five six suited if i have that um a straight draw with that i can put money into the pot um on flush completing turns or rivers i think maybe that hand makes some sense
2: hey if you have Five, six suited, maybe you have four, or five suited. And now we can try, start check raising our ace check boards. Yeah, there. Maybe. <laughs> maybe so.
1: We got there. <laughs> maybe so. Um, I, I think the problem with like the problem here is like when you check raise and then like the turn or river is a flush, it's like, okay, <laughs> now what? Like you, you, do you have bluffs here? Do you have hands that check raise a flop and like bomb on, on flush completing turns or rivers? Probably not. Um, so it's kind of yeah, I, go,
2: I would have gone really small on flush completing turns
1: that's generally what I yeah yeah I think from a range standpoint what I'm saying is like you don't have right, any right. hands that are not flushes when the turn is a flush completing mm-hmm. card Yeah. Um, so anyway just something to look out for you go what is this like 3.5 x-ish here on the flop mm-hmm. Um. again I don't really know you know the Going to be like spr is going to be around one on the turn uh what's your plan for turns rivers like once villain continues
2: uh my plan was just to like <laughs> my plan always when i check, <laughs> when I check the bluff with the bluff, <laughs> to barrel through okay unless something, unless something happens
1: all right well i think in this case something happens uh the turn is the ace of clubs so again bada bing bada boom equity realization Materializes. You turn a pair. Now, what's your plan?
2: Uh, well, we're lucky, kind of lucky, in the sense that, like, I guess that the SPR is so low. I, I okay, 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 okay. Let me let me go back. I think I do not think that my hand wants to play for all the money anymore. Or anymore. <laughs> I think that when all the money goes in, um, you mean aggressively? Like, correct. Correct uh when all the money goes in with me putting it in um i probably no longer have the best hand I, it's tough to imagine getting called by finding enough hands that are going to call down after I check raise flop and bet bet on on an ace high turn um i don't think i think like villain could still have better ace x than ace jack that calls the check raise on the flop i think like for example ace king of diamonds and ace diamonds are like very obvious continues mm-hmm. um so yeah, and spots where I feel like if I do put in two value bets, my I'm going to be value cutting myself. I try to check a street,
1: Um and that's what I was going for here. Cool. I found the hidden theme of this episode, by the way. I'll I'll reveal it um, <laughs> on the river. Uh, so you check raise. I check raise sizes. You check raise the flop, and you check the turn, which, again, I think it makes sense. Like, villain does have a bunch of like ace high floats, and at this point... Your your suited fours went from two combos to one on the turn, so that yeah. there, there's that. Uh, Villain bets again. Check raise flop. They bet a third pot on the turn. Um, really nothing to talk about here. Once they bet one ninety and a five eighty six, they've got six hundred behind, and I think they have you covered, but mm-hmm. only by a little. Um, so once they about one ninety and a five eighty six, you've got top pair with the flush draw. You're not raising, because that doesn't really make sense, and so you're just calling, right? Yeah. Not Clearly not folding. Yeah.
2: Definitely not folding. Would rather raise than fold, probably. Well, yeah. Both would suck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Anything but folding. Um, the turn is the deuce of spades, and very natural situation to check
2: in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I do. I check and
1: face the jam. I mean, at this point, it's not that exciting, right? Like, we just, there's no, no, no available option other than calling. Right. And hands that I would expect to beat once
2: I call this bet. So, obviously, there's just bluffs. There's other flush draws, other Mm -hmm. hard, hard hands. There's probably some diamond, diamond hands that that take the slide. Uh, There's like hands like five, six suited if he chooses to three bet those pre flop. Um, So, those are the, those are the hands that I would expect to beat that. Those are the only hands I would expect to beat right I, I I shouldn't expect to beat value here. um
1: maybe Ace five suited if they got ace frisky diamonds. Maybe if they decide to jam, but I, I don't really know what they're jamming to get called like <laughs> it's uh I, I, yeah i I don't think you beat any of their value. All right, all right.
2: so still, my hand's too good despite the fact that I don't beat any value to. Fold, I think so.
1: Well, you know that's one of the benefits of check raising on on the flop, kind of like on the smaller side. You get some hands to float that may not float if you use uh, an outrageous size, uh, which funnels them nicely into natural um, busted continues um, here on the river, which really important. Um, so, but the, the hidden theme, by the way, is um, you know you call. Uh, villain has a queen jack of diamonds, so you win this two K pot um, with your pair of aces. And they did continue on the flop with backdoors and overcards, uh, as they probably should. Um, yeah, the the hidden theme is you check raising the flop and generating absolutely no fold equity. Both
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, situations. How does a six just call? It's just like yep, like
1: yeah, putting in lots of bets and generating so little fold equity that it would make your head spin um, so there you go kids you just check raise and if you don't make top pair you just put all the money in eventually and if you do you just check and let all the hands that were not folding to your flop check raise put money in themselves <laughs> easy peasy easy game Easy game. any uh, final thoughts on today's hands uh
2: no i mean i just thought that it would I, I brought these like two hands in together because one it's a this is like a situation where your you check raise flop with a bluff and turn a pair that i think gets asked a lot in like poker power hour and even in like the wolves um some of like the wolves discussion so uh yeah i just wanted to kind of show and and ask about like two two flop check raises turn pairs that uh ended up playing out very differently
1: yeah and if you ask a question and John gives you feedback, you can remain rightly skeptical um, in the village. Uh, <laughs> and by the way, to join the village, greatnessvillage.com, hop on the email newsletter, you get a link, you can join in. I'm just busting. There are lots of other less
2: crazy coaches too, so you can probably <laughs> ask advice from someone. who
1: <laughs> I just enjoy do. busting John's balls. Um, cool. So I guess there's only one final thing to do. See you next week. Uh, Your your excitement of of see you next week, it's going down week by week, John. We need a hearty hearty see you next week. See you next week.
0: (laughs) Thanks for listening to Chasing Poker Greatness. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com to get the newsletter. Join the Greatness Village community book a coaching session, or dive into the latest data-driven poker courses. Follow the show on Twitter at CPG Podcast.